Ksuvas Perk Yud Base Mishnah Dalad twelve four and more on the Almana, the widow. So we said the basic rights of the Almana are that she can live in the home of her late husband and that she can be supported from the estate, her mazonos, her basic living expenses. Now that continues until either A she remarries, in which case the obligations to provide her with a home a home and food, etc., are on her new husband, and therefore that relieves the heirs of her late husband. Um, or if she collects her ksuba. So long as she doesn't collect her ksuba, she gets these the support. But if she takes the lump sum payment of the ksuba, the tuinadzuz, let's call it, so then she now has taken her ksuba and no longer is entitled to live in her husband's estate um, or be supported uh, by it. So the question is, in our Mishnah, is is there some kind of statute of limitations? Like how long can this go on for that if she doesn't claim her ksuba, she continues to live off, you know, live off the family, and then can she turn around one day after a very long amount of time and collect on that ksuba? So, um, as we'll see in the Mishnah, there is some kind of statute of limitations, and that is at 25 years. But exactly 25 years, what that defines, what the parameters of the 25 years are, is a machlokas tanaim we'll see in our Mishnah here. So, the Mishnah begins, the first shita. Kozman jihi says the Mishnah, so long as she's living in her father's home, not meaning not being supported by the estate. She's not taking food from them directly. She's living, you know, elsewhere, and getting food there and so on. So then, Gova Ksubasala Olam. She'll be able to collect on her Ksuba indefinitely. There's no set time limit. She can, after 50 years, come to them and say, listen, here's my Ksuba, I want to get paid. But that assumed that she wasn't living with them and, and running up an expense, um, of you know, as associated living in that house, but Kozman she of Baila, if she's living in her late husband's home, and um, functioning as a normal woman does, so then Govak Subas ad Esrim Shanim, then she only has twenty five years on which to collect her Ksuba. Why? Because according to this Shita, Sheyesh be Esrim Shanim, after twenty five years it'll be that Shetaaset Tova Keneged Ksubasa, she'll have done various favors, let's call it to the neighbors and so on, that would add up to the value of her ksuba. Div Rabbi Meir, Sha'amar Meshum Rabban Shim Mengamlil. That is Rabbi Meir Shita, who said it um, based on what he understood he heard, had it, he understood was the Shita of Rabban Shim Mengamlil. So the point is, according to, we'll call it Rabbi Meir Shita, the Tanakhama here. According to Rabbi Meir, it's normal for a woman to give her neighbors a cup of sugar if they need it and a cup of milk if they need it and to, you know, borrow stuff and have them over for a cup of tea. And while that's fine and normal and okay, that's how, that's normal living and that's the chesed a person ought to be doing and so on, um, really by rights, the cup of sugar is coming out of essentially the pocket of the heirs and that adds up after a while. So says Reb Meir, after 25 years, it can be safely assumed that the amount of, you know, kindness she did for her neighbors and friends from, you know, just from basic expenses that were up in the house um, would add up to her total ksuba payments. And they don't really differentiate between if she's a rich woman or a poor woman, a big ksuba, poor, a small ksuba. The assumption is that, you know, richer women have bigger ksubas but are more generous and vice versa. So the point is, after 25 years, if she's living in the home and therefore incurring extra expenses... So then, after 25 years, she can't collect on the Ksuba payment anymore. The Chacham Amrim, the Chacham disagree. They are going to 
first of all, they agree, of course, that she's going to give a cup of milk to the neighbors when they need it and have them over for tea, and that's all perfectly fine. Um, the point is they're not mocked on that. People aren't mocked on that's normal, and they're, you know, they're happy for to have a house of chesed. They're not going to object to that. Um, they agree there's also a 25-year limit, but it's about something else altogether. And that is, If she's living in her late husband's home, and therefore she's being supported day in and day out by his heirs, so then, there's no statute of limitations. She can collect her ksuba at any time, even after 40 years or 50 years or whatever. And the reason why is because why we think that she is going to forego her ksuba rights. The reason why she didn't ask for a ksuba Either A, she didn't want to sort of kill the goose lays the golden egg. She doesn't want to stop that. She wants to live there. But even later on, let's say if, when that's not relevant for whatever reason, still, she's like being supported by them. So it's embarrassing to ask them to get paid. She doesn't want to turn to them. Even she doesn't need their money anymore, but it's like they've been good to her. They've supported her. And it's a little awkward to say, now cough up a big check. But that's only if she's living with them. If she's not living with those heirs, so therefore she's not really being supported by them directly, day in and day out, and um, she's not like embarrassed to ask why we should be embarrassed to ask for a payment, really, it's much less embarrassing. And therefore, Govak Subasad Esrim Shanim says the Chachamim, that's where the 25-year statute of limitations comes in. After 25 years, if she didn't ask for a Ksuba, and there's no real good reason why she should be embarrassed to ask for it, so we can safely assume that her, her shtika, her lack of claiming on it, was Kahoda, was as if she, she was like a Mechila. It was like a Mechila. She, she, she uh, decided to forego her Ksuba payment after 25 years. Now, Mesa, if she dies and the 25 years haven't passed, then your Sheha Mazkirin Ksubasa at Esrim Bachameshanim. So the heirs, her heirs, also have 25 years in which to claim her Ksuba payment from their, I'll call them their step siblings, right? The heirs of their stepfather. Now, um, so what's, what's going on over here? So, a couple things. First of all, in terms of 25 years, we're talking about the clock resetting. So, meaning if she had, for argument's sake, been alive 24 years after his death, then she dies. Her her children have like another 25 years, so it'll be like 49 years from when the husband died, to claim. The point is, people don't necessarily give up on their claims, obviously, but after 25 years, that's like a statute of limitations. That's as much as you can assume people would claim on. Now, um, another important din, don't forget... When a woman has to collect on her ksuba, she has to take a shavua to swear she wasn't paid out already, um, even in part. And that being the case, if she dies, her heirs will not be able to make such a shavua. They can't swear that she wasn't paid out because how do they know? They can't swear to the fact. And therefore, it would have to be that she swore prior to her death that she was owed the ksuba in full, she wasn't repaid already, and based on that shavua, her heirs would have a claim. Okay? Now... Lahalacha, um, it's not exactly like how this Mishnah, Lahalacha is a little more uh, even favorable towards the woman, the claimant. Um, first of all, we say that the basic star of a ksuba is like any other IOU. She's like a, like a balat chov, and she, she's a creditor. She has claimed. There's no statute limitations on a, on a contract. So that's why her, her children are inheriting the right to collect an Aksuba, because she was owed the 200 Zuz, let's say that's what it was, and that's the payment that's owed to her even by, to, if she's collected to her children or her grandchildren or great-grandchildren. It doesn't matter. They have to pay out that contract. So that means, Lahalacha, if she has a contract in hand, there's no statute of limitations. She can collect her Aksuba after, you know, 50 years. That's not a problem. Um, she'll just have to take a Shvua she wasn't paid out before, and then that's that. Now, if she doesn't have the contract, she has no piece of paper to show she's entitled to get paid on her ksuba, um, 
let's say, for example, she's living in a place where they didn't write ksubas in the first place, the women just got married based on the generic Tanai Bezdin, you know, the rule of, the basic rule that everyone knows, which is the woman has to get 200 zuz when she gets as a, as a ksuba payment. So then um, we will say there's a 25-year statute of limitations, but only if she wasn't living in Beisbala, in the home with the heirs. Because if she's still living with them, so we'll say, and the reason why she didn't ask for it is because she's embarrassed. She doesn't want to confront them. They've been good to her and supporting her, and she lives with them, so she didn't want to you know, bring that issue to a head, even after 25 years. But if she's living elsewhere, for argument's sake, in her father's home, or with her brothers, or even in her own apartment elsewhere, it doesn't matter. After 25 years, we'll assume, if she hasn't demanded it by then, so then the din will be, that obviously she's, 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 she was mochelet, she forgave it, and she's not going to collect on it, and therefore it's no longer, they don't have to pay it after that point. Um, in the event that she dies, so again, so assuming she take a shvua that she still owed it, so then her heirs will be able to collect, but they, of course, not of course, but the din will be, they just have 25 years to collect an exuba. If they fail to make a claim after 25 years, then the statute of limitations runs out, and they are no longer entitled to claim on her exuba. And that we finish the 12th parak of exubas, and the Bezishev now comes the 13th and final of Mesech's exubas.